good evening. It's uh, seven o'clock in Yerushalayim. And we're going to learn a little bit about Parashat Kitisa. It's very difficult when you're learning the parish of Kitisa to avoid thinking and speaking about Taita and the sin of the golden calf. And this year is dedicated in the name of Lidui Nibshmat, the soul of Shoshana Bat Sophi, from uh, an anonymous donor. So I printed up the entire chapter, Labed Bet 32, which is kind of the essential, it's not the, uh, the, uh, the entire story, but it's uh, in many ways the essential chapter. Let's try the first Pasuk. We're not going to be able to do all the Pasukim, but we'll do a little bit. Vayar ha'am ki bosheish Moshe maredet min ha'har vaykahel ha'am al aharon vayomru elav. The people got together and they provided a opposition to vaykahel ha'am. They got together Al Aaron against Aaron, by Yomru a love, and they said to him, "Kuma say lano Elohim asheyelchu lefanenu, izem Moshe haish asheyelano merchants raim, Moshe haish haish asheyelano merchants raim lo yadano mehayalot." We don't know where he's gone to. Now this pasuk, this pasuk could be the the basis of an endless discussion. What happened? What is the Torah trying to tell us about the events that led up to the making of the golden calf? And the, the way the Torah describes it is, Ki Moshe This is usually understood as a timing problem. Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to come down in 40 days. And depending on how you count the days, he was he was a little bit late, or he hadn't yet come back. And the word that's used is boshe, boshesh. I'm sorry, boshesh. Rashi says, Rashi says kitagumo, kitagumo meaning. In the way of the targum unculus. Nagamukos was very highly regarded by Rashi, and it was a, a Tanaitic work, very, very uh, much attached to the tradition. So Kitagumola shown Ichur that Moshe Rabbeinu was late, Bosheish. Rechain Bosheish Rechbo, and Rashi quotes other examples of the use of that root or that word in various places in the Tanakh, which he probably got from the Makbaret Menachem. He, Kishala Moshe Lahar, when Moshe went up to the mountain, Amalem Nesova Ba'im Yom Aniba, Betoch Sheish Sha'ot, Kisurimim, they thought when he said that, Shoto Yom Shala Min Haminyanu, that the day he went up on the mountain was counted as one of the days, 40 days. And he actually meant 40 and whole days. So the 
partial day that he started out on didn't count. He means 40 days with the night. The day Moshe Rabbeinu went up, that day he doesn't start with the night, but starts with whenever he went up. On the seventh day of Sivan, he went up on the mountain in Tzayom Arba'im B'Shiva Asar B'Tamuz, and the 40th day comes out on the 17th of Tammuz, which you know is a fast day. B'Shisha Asar Ba'asatan B'Rebevet HaOlam, and the confusion came on the 16th of... Uh, of ta of of tamuz, b'shiva asar b'tamuz, b'shisha asar ba satan v'erbevet haolam. And on the sixteenth day, the world was confused by the satan v'eradmut choshech va'feila. It turned it into a day of darkness. V'erbuvia. And they said, he must have died. He must have died. Then that's why this confusion came into the world. The Satan said, mate Moshe. Must be that Moshe is dead. I mean, would he ordinarily, would you expect him to come on time? You would. It's already six hours in. As it is stated clearly in Masechet Shabbat, Okay, Rashi. Rashi is 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 wonderful. Rashi is trying to explain to us what boshesh means in this particular case. But Rashi says that the word boshesh means it doesn't really mean embarrassment, but it means um, late. He 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 was later than we expected, and we expected him to be there on time, but he was late. Boshesh, boshesh. But you can't help reminding yourself of the fact that Busha, as we have discussed in the past, was an essential agreement in the creation of man. I mean, the man that God created, Adam, and then Chava, were creatures without Busha. And the Busha, the Busha was something that they added onto themselves by uh, by eating from the eight sadat. So there was a kind of a, a negative completion of Bria, of the creation of man, by uh, man himself, which created an opportunity to be, I mean, a good opportunity to be, to have Bisha, Busha. So if you connect those words, Vayiki Moshe, Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, somehow they attributed to him they attribute him Busha for some reason. He was embarrassed to come down. After all, he was he was protected 
by Hashem, I mean, God invited him unto Har Sinai for the second round of 40 days and 40 nights. So you would not think that coming on time for his next appointment would be a, a problem, right? It would be a problem. So that's what, that's what, uh, uh, that's what I have to say about Boshesh. Boshesh Moshe Leredit Minahar, something that doesn't make sense. That Moshe Rabbeinu was not able, according to Rashi, was not able to come on time. And so they immediately turned to Aaron, which which means that they, they were not so much interested in revolting against Moshe Rabbeinu's leadership as they were interested in in saving themselves. So they said, Come, let us, uh, we want you, Aaron, you after all, the assistant. You always come in the place of Moshe Rabbeinu. You speak in the name of God through Moshe Rabbeinu. So you, Aaron, Kuma, say, Lano, I mean, this would be the simplest thing in the world for you to do. Go, come and make for us a God. I mean, it says, Yelchulano, Kuma, say, Lano, Elohim, plural, Asher Yelchulifonenu. I mean, it's, I, I, we know that the word Elohim, which is uh, one of the names of Hashem, is a kind of plural. The form of the word is plural, right? It's like uh, it ends with the im. So, so that's why it says Asher Yelchulifonenu. Yelchulifonenu means Elohim that we create will lead us. Right? Leading in the desert is a very important function. Moshe Ha'ish. I mean, Ish here is either a compliment or it's a, a less than a compliment, right? Moshe Ha'ish. means we don't see any way to to learn anything about the whereabouts of Moshe Rabbeinu or what happened to him. And you have to remember that this is a, a people who knew the stories of Bereshit and knew what they said, the brothers, the sons of Yaakov, about, about uh, Yosef. This idea, this idea, Mehayalanu, contains a little bit of uh, optimism, right? A little bit of op- optimism. Look at the way Rashi learns it. Make make us a God. is plural, as we said. That's influenced by Elohim. Elohut arbei ivu lahem. Rashi says, no, this is something the Torah writes this purposefully. What is Yelchu? What's the plural? Rashi says, They desired 
many gods in the place of Moshe Rabbeinu, the place of Moshe Rabbeinu. So there are those there are those who say you see the people were unable to rid even though they had gone through Yitziat Mitzrayim and the uh, and the uh, miracles of Yamsuf and had destroyed the Egyptians or watched as the Egyptians got destroyed, they still were not able to rid themselves of the idea that there are many gods in the world and you have to appease a lot of gods in order to make sure that you could be safe and sound. So Rashi says, They wanted the Aaron to make many gods. Right, this this Moshe, the Ish that we're talking about, the Moshe that we know, Kimin Dmut Moshe, Er Alahem Satan. He says, Zem Moshe Ish Rashi is bothered by the fact that the word Ze appears. Because Ze, as you should know, is a dectic particle, which means you're pointing at something. You have to point at something that exists, that's there. You can't point at nothing. So Rashi says, Kizeha Ish. Excuse me. Kizeh Mosheha Ish. Kimin Dumut Mosheher Alahema Satan. The Satan who is kind of misleading people, Satan misleading. So he was he was involved. But the people said, Zem Mosheha Ish. Right, they were pointing at something. So what did you say they were pointing at? Kimin Dumut Moshe, Alahem Satan. The Satan told them, showed them something that was exactly Dumut Moshe, Alahem Satan. She knows him also, they carried it into the air of Rekia Hashemayim, right? They, Rekia, right, separates the waters above from the waters below. She knows im otoba avir. She knows im otoba avir kiyashamayim. Asher Helanu Meres Vitzrayim, the final clause is. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, we're talking about the one who who got us out of Mitzrayim. The one who got us out of Mitzrayim. Asher Elanu Meres Mitzrayim, Vayam Moreh Elanu Derech. He was our guide. He he showed us where to go. I mean, it's it's hard to believe that Moshe Rabbeinu would disappear. How are we supposed to get to where we're going? Asher Na'alaba. Right? It was, Rashi is trying to explain to us that the people who made the Egel Azahar had a, a rationale. It wasn't simply out of their own wickedness. It was about their inability to understand what was really going on. That God, the unique God, uh, could not be beaten down by physical realities. But they thought, 
And that may be the interpretation of Vayaminu Bashemu Moshe Abdo, that Vayaminu Bashemu Moshe Abdo somehow they equated Hashem and Moshe. And if Moshe was given the job of, of leading B'nai Yisrael, right? Then, then they couldn't really do without him. I mean, it wasn't like they could go to God and ask for a, a, somebody who replaced Moshe Rabbeinu because Moshe Rabbeinu was, in fact, equal to God in this project of Yitziat, of Yitziat Mitzrayim. So this is the first pasuk in Perak Lamed Bet, which teaches us, which teaches us what the background to making the Egel Azahav is. The the, uh, the 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 psukim that follow are mostly about the creation of of itself. I would like to look at pasuk tedvav. Pasuk tedvav. Vayifin vayered Moshe menahar. After Hakadosh Baruch tells him what happened, they they he knows what's going on. Ushnei luchot, and Moshe Rabbeinu turned, and he went down. Ushnei luchot avanim biyado, luchot ktuvim mishnei Abraham mizeh umizeh haim ktuvim. So here is this pasuk which describes at length Moshe Rabbeinu. The first word in the pasuk is vayifen, and what does vayifen mean? He turned away. He turned away. Who did he turn away from? He must have turned away from God. I mean, he came to the mountaintop in order to receive the Torah. And suddenly there's a problem. And he went down. He turned away and he went down so that Moshe Rabbeinu himself somehow is 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 explaining the relationship between Am Yisrael and Hakadosh Baruch. When he went up on the mountain to get the the luchot, everything seemed to be fine. But now there's Vayif and Vayered Moshe Menahar going away from a doing. Uh, 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 it's something is wrong. Something is not possible. The two tablets. Uh, he's carrying them. Now you know very well that you can't really write a tablet from both sides. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense unless you say that Moshe Rabbeinu was carrying down something that never existed in the world before divine luchot, divine tablets that were, showed their divinity, showed that they were written by Hashem. They could only be written by Hashem. They were written on both sides, which means that you you could look at them on either side and you would see the same thing. Written, written here and there. Uh, 
Shnei Abraham, you see the Rashi? Both sides. Rashi says, how you owe the Yotnikraot. You could read what was written on the tablets from both sides. And it was a miracle. Sort of like it, it tells us that there was no doubt in the mind, in Moshe's mind and B'nai Israel, when they saw the tablets, there was no doubt that this was divine. It could only come from, right, Ma'aseh, Ma'aseh Elohim Heima. Rashi, It must be that God himself made these tablets. Alternatively, he says it's similar to a conversation between two friends. Kol asakab shel ploni. Everything, all this time he spends, he does whatever he he he, he uh, plays cards, he listens to music, he does reads books. So that's Masa Elohim. Masa Elohim. Heim of these tablets were made by Hashem. So he says, what do you mean? He says, you mean, Okay, let's go back to Pasuk Tetzayin. Oh, sorry. Aluchot maselehim heima, vamichtav michtav elohim hu, charut al aluchot. If you looked at these tablets, you knew that they were from God. They were just some things self evident. You don't have to be a great scholar in order to know that Moshe Rabbeinu was coming down. With something special, by Yoshua said, "There's something to Moshe Rabbeinu. There's something going on. Something going on." By Yomer, We'll see in a minute what that means. But let's go on because I have the I have it here. Um 
came down the mountain. He seems to be alone. Even though when he went up to the mountain, he had a crowd with him. When he gets close to the camp, he's coming down from the mountain to the machane. He saw suddenly this golden calf. That's what Joshua was telling about. There was a lot of singing and dancing. So this is a, like pretty, pretty remarkable. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the Luchot to B'nai Israel. He says to Moshe Rabbeinu, you take them. You'll be with them. Moshe Rabbeinu comes to B'nai Israel and suddenly he sees they're not worthy of receiving the Luchot. And what does he do? He breaks them. He breaks the Luchot up and 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 that's sort of like the end of things. Let's look at the Rashi. Yeah. <laughs> So what Rashi is saying is that the, the only way to understand what happened when Moshe Rabbeinu brought the, broke the Luchot was that Moshe Rabbeinu realized that there was nobody to give the Torah to on the assumption of saying that getting to Har Sinai, getting to Har Sinai started with the hundreds of years of slavery that the people had to go through in order to be able to appreciate what it was that they were getting. And all of a sudden, Moshe it comes into the camp and they've all become, what's the word that is, uh, what is the word that uh, you use? Call Yisrael Mishumadim. Bishumadim are people who deny religion, who who don't see the point, who don't understand about Hashem. And this goes back to the beginning, what we learned in the beginning, that the people asked Aaron, make us a God. Make us a plural God. Make us a God that covers a lot of gods and a lot of things. The Rashi, Rashi says, 
So Moshe Rabbeinu had nothing. He suddenly found himself. He found himself in an untenable position. He didn't know what to do with himself. He didn't know what it was that he would be able to. He would be able to do with the luchot in his hands, right? He threw down from his hands, I'm sorry, his two hands, the tablets, and he, he, he broke them, is in a place where you don't get the Torah. I do remember that a Kodesh Baruch told me, according to Chazal, that Kodesh Baruch says, either you, either you accept the Torah or you will be severely punished. The previous parish in the, in the Hitro. so how come you were part of this this project? And Aaron insists that he didn't understand. Rashi says, The Derek Rahim Holchim, they are going in the way of Ra. Tamid, Venisionot Lipsnei HaMakom, and they're being tested whenever they were tested before God. Okay.
we get a little bit of a feeling for the uh, for what is happening. But I just want to. The end of this parak. Yeah. Yashu Moshe Pasuk Lamed Aleph. Yashu Moshe El Hashem. Yes, it's true. The people have sinned a great sin, a great sin. I can't imagine anything. The worst, the Aserta they brought, the first thing in the Aserta they brought is the unity of God, which they denied by saying, make us gods. And, and, and the fact that God is all powerful. They didn't believe that either. This is a kind of a diminution of the Chata Agdola. It was only Elohei Zahab. And then this famous Pasuk. Meaning, if you bear the sin, if you allow my protestations to take place. If not, this of course is a very problematic what did Moshe Rabbeinu think? That he could threaten God and say, if you don't do what I want, I'm going to erase, allow myself to be erased from your book. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds in a very reasonable way, I think, will punish the people who deserve to be punished. And the people who don't deserve to be punished will be punished. And you, Moshe Rabbeinu, certainly don't deserve to be punished. Now, Let's look at the Rashi and those final psukim. Pasuk Lamed Bet. If you forgive them, you bear the sin. You're not going to take, you're not going to punish anybody. 
It's a good thing. I don't you I I I don't mention the idea of erasing me from the book Vemayin. Rashi's reading the Pasuk with us. If not, then Mecheni. If I if you do, are not willing to accept the uh, uh the sin, the sinners, Mecheni erase me from the book Vizemikra. This is a kind of left words are left out. I have to put them in, and uh, I'll put them I'll put them in. And so you know, there are many uh, interpretations uh, in the parish of Tzabe. Last week's parasha, you should remember that the Balaturim pointed out that it's the only parasha in the Torah from the birth to the death of Moshe Rabbeinu in which Moshe Rabbeinu does not appear. And he further said that the reason that Moshe Rabbeinu did not appear is because he said, Mecheni namisifrecha, erase me, erase me from your, your book, your Torah. And since he said, erase me from the Torah, there had to be some reflection of that. It can't be that Moshe Rabbeinu said it and it has no implication so that the parasha of the the parasha that doesn't have any mention of Moshe Rabbeinu in it, that parasha, that, that parasha is a reflection of Mecheni Nami Sifricha. So that's what, that's what Rashi says, right? Imti Sachatatam Hareto, Eni Omelcha Mecheni, Avalim Ein, Ayid Mecheni. So, so it's still hard to understand what Mechenina has to do with the sin of the people, with the pleadings of Moshe Rabbeinu, with the final decision to let the people live. What does Mechenina Misivricha have to do with what we're learning? So I always, I, I mentioned the, the Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said this. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu was uh, his job was to bring the nation to Bnei to to Eretz Canaan. I mean that was his job. He was appointed by a Kodesh Baruch Hu to get them out of Mitzrayim, to bring them to Har Sinai and get them to Eretz Canaan. So that means that means as long as Moshe Rabbeinu is doing that, no possible way that he could fail. I mean, he's, uh, after all, if God appoints you to do a certain job, I mean, you're going to do it. If God appoints you to lead the people to Eretz Canaan, you're going to lead the people to Eretz Canaan. And there's something wrong with the idea that the people could do something which would prevent them from getting to the goal that was given to Moshe Rabbeinu. So Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, Moshe Rabbeinu Cheshbon. He said, how could it be that God will not forgive them? God doesn't forgive them, he'll destroy them. If God destroys them, then I have not succeeded in my mission. How could that be? How could that be? So Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu said, it must be that there's some fault in me which prevents me from doing the job of protector of Am Yisrael, 
in a proper and successful manner. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu, that's what Moshe Rabbeinu said. And he said, but what's, what's, what's wrong with me? What did I do that I shouldn't do? I went up to Arsinai. I got the Luchot. I came down. I broke them because there's no one to give them to. What is it? Why, why did Moshe Rabbeinu say, Min cheni na So Moshe Rabbeinu said to himself, you know what's wrong with me? I was up on Har Sinai and I saw the Torah and I learned the Torah and I must have, I must have developed a case of lack of humility. There are many psukim in the Torah that God gave us that are just say by by the Hashem of Moshe Lemar. And God said to Moshe as follows, and he didn't have to say those psukim. And it must be that that had a bad effect on me, Moshe Rabbeinu. And the only way to fix that is mecheni nami sifricha. Please, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if, you, if we are still not able to bring the people out of, from Har Sinai to Eretz Kinan, then I ask you again to erase me because that must be the source of, I must be the fault. And the fault is, uh, the fault is mine. If you, if you Hashem, uh, understand that uh, the reason that I'm not able to bring them into the area of land of Canaan is because I have failed miserably in some human trait. And, and that was humility. Now we know that Moshe Rabbeinu was, was uh, uh, on his deathbed. The Torah speaks of him as being the most humble of men. So that humility was the the most important trait that Moshe Rabbeinu brought to the stage. And so this humility is represented by the Pasuk of Mechenina. If I, Moshe Rabbeinu, if there's something wrong with me and I'm not able to, and I'm not able to do what I have to do, then please forgive me. Forgive me and and I'll get rid of that bad trait that I'm carrying around with me. What? The last pasuk that we should look at. The last pasuk that we should look at. The last pasuk. The last pasuk is Hashem speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu. Bring them down to the place which I spoke to you about. 
why angel will lead you. This, of course, is as a result. It's not, the, the people are not going to get away empty-handed. Malachi, that means that the leadership into Eretz Kenan will be the Malacha, not Moshe Rabbeinu. And on the day that I remember, there's some sort of remembering done. I'm going to remember what happened at the Chaita Egel. Rashi explains this in a marvelous manner. Maybe not so marvelous for the You see, Rashi says, when I remember, you'll be punished. This is what Rashi says. It means, I have listened to you, Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I have listened to do away with them. So forever, when I say, when God says, I listened to Moshe Rabbeinu and I didn't destroy it, doesn't mean I changed my mind. That's not the way it works. But the way it works according to Rashi, according to Rashi is, again, I listen to you and I'm not going to do away with all of them together. Every time, whenever, whenever it happens, whenever they sin, and I will remind them of it, I'll remind myself of it, I'll punish them in some way. I will punish you with a cheta egel with the shahar avonot, so that it's 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 a different story. It's not that Moshe Rabbeinu davened for the welfare of the the people of Israel and they got it, but according to according to this pasuk, Hashem said. I, my, my, uh, acceptance of your plea, Moshe Rabbeinu, is temporary. It's, it's something that happens in a moment. But it's going to stay. The Avon HaCheta Egel stays with you forever. And that means that whenever they're being punished, whenever they, whenever B'nai Israel have to be punished, Eta Egel, they will be punished. Uh, they'll be punished. I'm sorry. Whatever they're punished for any kind of indiscretion, they'll also be punished a little bit for the chait, for the chait angel. So I, I think we brought up a few points that might be might be relevant. What I would like to make sure that you understand is that the when you when you try to analyze. Uh, the, a text which describes incomprehensible behavior, it's not so easy. But I hope that we've made it a little bit easier. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, I mean, the, the people were not, 
able to rid themselves of beliefs that they had acquired in Mitzrayim, and maybe that's that's the answer to a different question, like why was there the slavery in Mitzrayim? No, what was it that Bnei Israel was supposed to learn from the slavery in Mitzrayim? So here, the pasuk says they didn't learn it. Whatever it was that they were supposed to learn, they didn't learn it because they they didn't believe that there was one God, that the one God was all powerful, that the all powerful um, one God could be substituted by imaginary gods. Okay, and that the hate, the idea that the hate, the ego, when, when the justice, when the justice is God's, uh, there's no reneging, no really renege on God's decisions. Tov. Tov. Uh, have a good Shabbos. All the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Shabbat you. Shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom.